0: So many things are occurring. In our heads, a whirling we Need to discuss some things between us Talking in a weird one To let's have a chat Some conversation, make some points, some observations Subjects we find, find, find Talking in a weird one Bedroom, we'll record a podcast We'll broadcast it for listeners to hear they will say, oh my god, the show is awesome I can't wait for the next one to appear So let's begin with our session Pick a theme for progression You can chat on the in this digital age Talking in a weird one
1: Hello. Hello. And welcome to our show. I'm Chris. And I'm Josh. And this is our podcast. Talking in our weird wonderland. <laughs> okay. So, in. <laughs> I can't believe how many times it took us to do that. Well, I mean, you can't seem to
0: read, read. your own name.
2: <laughs> so, so far, Josh has managed to call himself Chris once and completely blank. His responsibilities. It's making me feel very confused, this system. Well, that's that's good, because today we're going to talk about feelings. Yay, feelings. So, um, in this episode, we're going to have a random conversation about feelings, how we cope with them, and I think we should start off, I'm going to ask you, how are you feeling today?
1: I'm feeling quite good, I think.
2: You yeah.
1: think? You don't sound very sure. No, I feel, I feel okay. Um... I like how if you continue to ask me I'd probably just be like I'm full of sadness and despair. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I feel quite good. How about you? Yeah, I feel good today. That's nice. I've had a good day. Yay.
2: Two Um, good
1: days. Do you find it easy to talk about feelings? Well, you know full well,
2: no, I don't generally converse about or openly talk about my feelings.
1: Yeah. um, Unless they get too uh, much, yeah. Like, that's kind of a point as well. Is today, some people that were listening to the podcast actually asked about your colour thing that you mentioned in, I think it was the pilot episode. Like, we sort of started going on about what, people it. People started and asking like,
2: you about that. I know.
1: <coughs> Spooky, oh, mm. god, it's weird to think that we've actually got people
2: listening in the first place. I know but it's really creepy, <laughs> they're like. Ear perverts. Ears. <laughs> it flies on the wall in our weird world. I love it. Um, so they were asking about the colour thing. Yeah, so shall we explain that? Yeah, sure. So as an autistic individual from a very early age, I I've always been, I don't know, out of touch with my emotions. So I've always had them. I've had feelings. I've had emotions. I just didn't understand quite what they were. Like I would be angry, and I wouldn't realize why I'm angry. I wouldn't even know what the feeling really was when I was very young. It was um, just like an overwhelming
1: sense, like a wave of. Uh,
2: well, like, the way I it is in my you, mind, yeah. and it always has been since since before I, I can remember, surely. But it's just a basic river going through my mind of of color, and it it basically tells me what I think hormonal. <laughs> it might be maybe it's chemical maybe it's literally yeah. like a river of chemicals in my brain well that, that is actually, all feelings
1: out though yeah chemical are reactions chemical reactions in your brain that are created through thought so you think about something or have something happen to you and your brain releases the chemicals that then cause you to because you build like um this Oh, what's it called? A relationship between your brain and the physical or emotional reaction that it triggers. What it sounds like to me is my brain is poisoning me
2: for having feelings, so feelings are bad. That is so bad. <laughs>
1: it's like a curse.
2: <laughs> your brain is cursing you with feelings. Oh it's literally God. poisoning you with happiness and woe. Oh. Um, but... Yeah, okay, so back on point. Because I'm autistic, yeah. I've always had um, a struggle with emotion. It's always shown up as different colours. So things like deep, dark blues are really sad. Like, that's misery. Like, the darker the blue, almost black, it's... it Like, almost black is, like, depressed. Um, but then there's... Um, because that's, like, a really low, monotonous sort of feeling... It's just one solid colour, and sometimes they have streaks of different colour, like if I'm also feeling anxious, there's like a streak of copper going through
1: it. I find it so cool. Um, is when um, you draw them, like that is just, I love it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, the, my favourite is happiness. Um, that's deep, deep purple. And then I think I mentioned before with you when I, when you, I first realised that I was in love because I saw a colour I'd never Aww. seen before in my life, which is lavender, lavender yeah. purple. Um, like the love and affection I have for my family shows up as peony pink, which is why peonies are notoriously one of my favourite flowers.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, second to lavender nowadays. Um, Don't say that. Don't come after me. <laughs> that's that's fine. They've already they've already got plans for what they're going to do with you. Skin me
1: and wear my flesh. We're
2: we're gonna we're gonna get married, and then you you you're going off to the Holland,
1: (laughs) like off your pop job. Oh, the Holland! They're gonna turn you. I thought you said you're going off to Holland. I was like, I'm going to Amsterdam. (laughs) (laughs) How exciting!
2: (laughs) No, not quite. But yeah, um, I've always seen emotion as colour, and I think over years and years of really intensely hard work within myself. I have figured out what they all mean, um, so I I'm very good at controlling my emotion. Aren't I like mm. I can be a blank slate whilst inside I'm like I don't know a raging river, <laughs> um, but I know full well and I have the ability to sort of I don't know how I do it, but there's like a like switch. A colour wash. Well, it's like a, it's like I, I sort of smush all the colours together to make a brown, which is a really nice calm neutral. Neutral nothing. Yeah, it's literally just. Nothing. I f- I can turn off feelings mm. under certain circumstances.
1: I can't always do it. It's not like an on cue thing. Yeah. But like if we ever have an argument, I do it. But it's like when we first got together, that was one of those things that we did discuss. Like you did say to me that you can find it quite tricky to. I mean, we'll talk about it maybe in a minute. Um, who we turn to, but with our feelings. But when we first got together, and we were saying about you dealing with your emotions, um. I made it very my, clear to my you. Fir- as a creative person, I just thought, right, how can I work with this? And how could I maybe make it easier for him to express his feelings without actually having to talk about them? So we got like a sketchbook, didn't we? And some colours, like, I think, was it watercolours <laughs> or something? I've, no, I think it was pencil. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think I literally it literally was... said, if it ever gets too much or you don't know how to express how you're feeling, just literally scribble it down.
2: Yeah and, and I gave you a little chart of what each colour means but then there's yeah. a, the problem is uh, the times I struggle is when the feelings become complicated where it's not just yeah. a colour where it's like a mix of several colours so I'm not really sure mm. how I'm feeling or is what that it that means. priority
1: feeling like I can feel confused and angry and upset all in the same time and I'm I'm aware of all of those feelings going on in my brain but then I think I can always prioritize one. Normally, if someone said something to me or upset me, I have like a bit of anger because I don't really retaliate to people. So I sort of just I get wound up with myself. I'm more angry with myself than at that person because of how I react is, which is normally no reaction. Yeah, you're very bad yeah. at reacting to um, people. I'm just not that confrontational in most ways really but then my other feelings like i'd be upset and i'd be confused maybe and probably just in general it's like a frustrated feeling but i'm able to give those feelings like a place and so know what they are and how they've affected me so what all
2: right, so we've talked a bit about emotions. I don't really... I don't know how to go into any
1: further detail with the colour of emotions. I think one thing... Maybe we could share one of the photos on our, like, Facebook page or something so that people can get an idea of what they're like. There is a watercolour somewhere, isn't there? Yeah. I maybe mean, we could um, post that. But I was thinking, sort of, if there is anyone out there with autistic kids or anything it would be a really simple activity to do with them to understand their feelings because when you were much younger I think you'd said to me you could just have like panic attacks and stuff as a kid. Yeah, I used to hallucinate. And I
2: used to have panic attacks like um my my whole brain was uh, completely a complete and mess when I was much when I was really mm. young um I was be in the in the school playground and I'd hallucinate because my the chemicals in my brain reacted so weirdly that I'd hallucinate and like the play gym I don't know what they call them uh, what, the 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 thing in the in the field there was just mm. a thing in the field that um would like turn it it turned itself into a dragon and I absolutely loved it <laughs> at the time <laughs> and that's where my love <laughs> of dragons actually started. Who needs drugs when you're
1: autistic? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a bad thing that sorry. Is, I'm that so is, sorry. I,
2: yeah, I'm not sure whether or not you should cut that out. That's really Maybe. bad. <laughs> should, um, okay, I'm going to ask. I'm going to move away from me because it makes me uncomfortable.
1: Um, I feel uncomfortable now after just saying that. You probably, you probably should. You should. I be- am sorry to anyone who was offended. Yeah, sorry if you're autistic or you're on drugs. We were just having a giggle. (laughs) (laughs) So what makes you emotional? Oh, God. I'm an emotional... I'm like Miley Cyrus. I come in on that emotional wrecking ball, and I just... I don't know what I'm doing. I just take over. So give us an example of what... Anything can make me emotional. I can see... A fi- it's weird. for films, it's normally more happy emotion that gets me. Songs, but normally it's songs with memories attached to them, and then those feelings come back to me. I like to make yeah. you watch A
2: Dog's Life, because you oh, cry like that a little girl. In,
1: yeah, but then there's films like My Sister's Keeper and like The Notebook, and I just sit there dry as a stone. If a stone's dry, yeah, I do know. Well, but um, it can be seeing really nice little moments. It, with me, I'd normally get more emotional probably over nice things and happy things, but then my emotions and thoughts normally end up... Yeah, it's normally my thoughts that make me unhappy. But externally, things yeah, make so like you happy? Yeah, like, internal things make me unhappy. That's really kind of breakthrough. Internal thoughts and things make me unhappy, generally but external things normally make me really happy. Okay. That's weird. Ooh, epiphany. Ooh. Did I, say I need to sort in? myself out. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? What? Like what sort of things makes you emotional? Not an
2: awful lot anymore.
1: Yeah, I think I think if I'm under a lot of stress or even
2: like if I'm just tired or hungry, I get emotional.
1: Yeah. Um Yours is normally pressure related, but then again, that would be internal. Like, I just, I feel,
2: I feel as anyone, I I think I feel the same as anyone would, like, I just, uh, throughout the day, like, I'll feel happy, like, I'll go downstairs and make a coffee, and there's a feeling of well-being, um, it's not well-being at all, it's literally me giving myself a placebo effect (laughs) with my decaf. Such (laughs) sadness and joy. (laughs) 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 It works, it works, um... I don't know, seeing things like the plants in the house and sometimes, like, the tomato plant downstairs that looks like really it's wilting. And then I get really emotional,
1: so I'm, like, I, yeah, I drown I it. I to save it. But then in, the ha- in our house, I have chosen plants to decorate the house with that actually are scientifically linked to benefiting a person's mental health. It you... sounds really weird, but apparently they give off... It's not pheromones because that's that would be completely the wrong thing we're getting from them um but they give off chemicals that people react to and normally it does make you feel better i think that's called oxygen plants. no it's more than oxygen they do have these things you know we'll google it later but there are okay. things certain plants that like lavender the scent of lavender is associated with having a calming effect. Whether that's okay, just yeah, something have said over time and now people just take it on board as being like, oh, I smell lavender, that's nice and calming. Um, okay, that's interesting. All right, I mm. like that. So who would you go to if you want to talk about your feelings? I'd say generally every day I talk to you about my feelings. Yep. I think it probably drives you insane. Because A bit. half the time you probably don't want to hear about them and the other half of the time you sort of don't relate to them because you're not in that situation with me. Um, But then I always always... feel like you understand me and because you're very blunt, you can sort of say something to me that puts me sort of in my mental place and then I'm like, right, that's how I need to think about it. Um, My mum and dad are amazing for talking to... My mum... I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I always feel a really nice sense of just calm. You do and talk
2: to your mum a lot about. Yeah, it she makes pretty much feels r-
1: so much better. You do put the world to right. Say days. if something quite major had happened though, I f- I feel like my dad is actually the best person to talk to. My dad's very similar to me though, so he doesn't say much, but what he says is to the point and it matters and it means a lot. Your dad's and a very
2: impactful man, like he he will fabulous. say something
1: and it has an
2: impact on you.
1: Yeah, I'd say in my day-to-day life, you are normally who I speak to, you three. Um, if my dog was here, I'd definitely talk to my dog. I really hope he can't understand human language because He probably would be insane by now after years and years of me having full-blown conversations with him and painting his toenails. Oh, you painted Jack's toenails? Yeah, he loved it. He used to sit there. I used to make, if we watched Game of Thrones together, I used to make him little dragon costumes and he'd sit and watch Game of Thrones with me dressed as a dragon. He loved it. Um, But getting back on topic, but that is the thing that I would much rather have. It's the same with friends. Like I would rather have fewer friends and I'm not saying that I don't, class many people as friends but i'd rather have like a core group of people that i can relate to and talk to that i know understand me um than just throw how i feel out at everyone because i don't often really express my feelings to that many people which is probably why i get quite emotional i probably should talk to more people you do bottle things up a lot i do bottle things up. i i
2: talk to you Mm
1: mm-hmm
2: not very often, though. I actually talk to Michael more than I talk to you, if I'm having... Like, Michael a... is
1: amazing. Yeah. I love him. He's just... he. So Michael's
2: my best friend. I met him when I first moved into the place that we are in now, three years ago, three, nearly four years ago. God, I don't remember. He was just, like, in the flat. It was my housemate's best mate. And I don't know. We didn't really talk much. We didn't really speak to much... Speak to each other much. And then suddenly... We just met up and it just... We just clicked. He's been my best friend since. We will go a month, two months without talking. And then every now and then, we both get a weird inkling of each other. You do
1: have a weird, like, psychic emotional connection.
2: I do that with everybody, though. I have Mm. a really weird like, gut instinct, where I can always tell when somebody's... Like, when we're on holiday, and I felt like I needed to call my mum at, like, 11 o'clock at Mm -hmm. night, whilst we were all drinking wine and having a great time, and she was, like, having, like, a mental breakdown, like, crying her eyes out. I don't know why I knew that, but... I did, and like I with Michael, with if I know he's people. overstressed or something, I'll give him a call, just like, what are you up to? Let's have a drink. We, we spend about 20 minutes putting the world to right, and then we just get really pissed and start taking the piss. But I think I talked to Michael about the more in-depth feelings. With you, you already... I, f- I feel like you already pick up on them anyway, and I do talk to you about the same amount as him. Um, but if I'm going to someone... I would never go to you, because I never... I've got a horrible... I'm basically my mother's son, and I'd never want to burden you.
1: Yes, I completely agree with that, though, in some ways. That doesn't make sense as a statement. I do completely agree with that, because I know I bottle things up, because I don't want to burden people with my thoughts and feelings, because I think people have enough going on in their lives. They don't want to hear me. But then... Some people are just great listeners.
2: Yeah. You are a great listener uh, sometimes, as long as you're... So the thing with you is, if... Because I know how you feel most of the time, I can sense Mm. that you're unhappy or you're really happy or you're excited. If I'm not feeling so great, I won't come to you with my problem. I'll just slap a... Well, if you call it a smile on my face. um, And just get on with the day. Um, I'd never burden you with it because, to be honest, I'd like to see you happy and... It's not worth it to me, to be honest. I'm, I'm pretty good at dealing with my emotions and controlling them, so... And if I'm not, Michael suddenly
1: sends me a text message
2: and goes, What are you up to?
1: Okay, so there's mental health professionals and people that are paid to listen to people and deal with their feelings and give responses and guidance. How do you feel about them, people?
2: Well, I've had them in the past... I've, I went to see... Well, I went to see a therapist a couple of months back, didn't I? Yeah. Um, like, I had a bit of a odd mental breakdown, and um, I was provided with a therapist who I went to see for a couple of sessions. I found that, you know, sh- she was great. She was very, very professional, but she she really did ask questions that made me question myself. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of brought up more emotions that i didn't
1: know i was feeling did you feel like you were willing to deal with those emotions or do you think that she brought them up deliberately to force you to react to them no
2: no 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 it was um i told her i wanted some closure within myself and she brought up certain emotions and stuff that i didn't know were there or if i did i was ignoring that they were there and then i i couldn't i i stopped going after that because it kind of freaked me out and i didn't want to I, I just wasn't ready but i i can't fault a mental health professional they do a lot for a lot of people it's just unfortunate that you know getting an actual appointment
1: with one of them is is really impossible like but that's the thing though in this country at the moment uh although there is a lot of talk about mental health. I don't think there's enough help being done to support the people that are giving the help. And I personally think that they deserve a lot more than what, more credit. Yeah, they deserve a lot more credit. They need
2: a bit more m- bit more time in the spotlight, to be honest. Um, like we said in the last episode that mental health is, is less stigmatized nowadays. Like there's less mm. stigma on it like it's okay to be not okay i think i
1: tell you that sometimes don't i like some days That's one of my favorite sayings actually it's okay not to be okay because it really is i i told you that a long time ago when we first yeah. got together and
2: you were like feeling bad and then you kept trying to cover it up and i was like you do realize that it's actually all right to not be okay because if you're if you're not okay it means that
1: you're processing it yeah you're dealing with it um yeah what about situations as well that cause you to feel emotional would you say get out of them or stay or learn to work with them so for me for example I found university incredibly destroyed me emotionally and I didn't really say to anyone I was there with um, but it made me incredibly anxious it made me really pretty depressed I don't feel like there was support there and I also feared going getting support because so many people that had gone were automatically just put on tablets because that is how the university seemed to deal with people feeling not okay. They were like, oh you've just got depression or oh you've got anxiety here's some pills and like I'm sure that they get so many cases in such a small area and a particular age bracket that they can say, yeah it's pretty likely you've got this but I don't know how I I didn't feel okay with that. So I don't have anything wrong with people taking tablets or medication for mental health. I think if they're there and you try them and they help you I think that's brilliant that there is something like that. But equally I think to just put hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that are saying they're upset on tablets rather than actually looking at the courses or the place that they're all linked to, surely something should be done about that.
2: Okay, so your original question um was uh how I think do I you just embrace had an
1: internal monologue.
2: Yeah, going on. you literally just went on about um antidepressants and stuff. Like we we should cover that another time. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with feelings. Um well it does but doesn't. So your actual question was, like, how should you embrace certain situations that make you emotional? You appear to be um, concentrating on the negative, but you're forgetting that there are an awful lot of situations out there that make you emotionally yeah, I had, positive. Like, equally, so, at
1: uni, I had some amazing experiences and some great times and stuff. And, like, I at the same time, I did love it. But I think... It's very easy to focus on the bad, actually, isn't it? So
2: that's the thing that I found with most people
1: that I generally don't do. Like, you can have a great day, but then you can have one shitty thing happen, and that will ruin your day. So that's
2: what most people do. It's easier to concentrate on the negative. So that's what... So I'm going to answer your question, your Mm -hmm. actual question. You embrace all of them, the good, the bad, the ugly. Like... There are situations that make you feel amazing. Like when we first saw the Northern Lights in Iceland, that is a situation. And that those emotions were, were amazing. It was like being in
1: another world. I saw the colour pink shoot into the sky and that was awesome.
2: It was amazing. We it, we had a great time. At the same time, what was it? We, we got stuck in that fog that was so thick you couldn't see five metres in front of you. You know, that made you feel... That made us all freak out. Like, we went to go to the toilet like, the toilet, we didn't know how far away we were. We, we knew we were in the car park and we just kept walking and then suddenly, it just appeared. Like, it freaked us all out. And that was not a great emotional response or a situation. However, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. Like, the things that make me sad, the things that make me happy, they're just situations. They're just things that happen and they happen to everybody. So I think the best thing to do is, yes, embrace every situation and embrace every emotional reaction, but you have to, it's how you choose and react to that that will form that through. But you are right, people do concentrate on the negative. It really irritates me. I've never known anything so irksome as always, always, like, your favourite people will just go straight to the negative. Like, I'm guilty of it, I do it as well. Like, if I'm feeling, like, emotional or I talk to Michael, we'll literally, we have a good, we're great. We'll get all the negative out of the way. And then we concentrate on nothing but positive.
1: I think it's because we all strive for perfection and we all want that perfect day when it's so close. I think if you do find that something negative has affected you and it's made you feel shit, actually put it into pers- into perspective and think, no, actually it's not ruined my day. It was just a little bump in the road. My day is actually awesome and it's gonna continue, continue to, to be so. awesome. Yeah, Yeah. So what would you
2: start doing today that would benefit your emotional well-being and enable you to cope with your feelings in a better way in the future?
1: That's a tough one.
2: Um... Would you like me to answer what you think? Yeah. Okay, so for me, I am trying to be more open about my emotions at the moment you may have noticed yeah um it's very difficult for me and it's not something i'm used to and like my friends have all picked up on it and they're all like you can't you can't keep acting like this you've got to, you can't keep uh, you know keeping things from us if you want us to be as open with and honest with you you need to do the same with us and like You've always been the same, like, saying that. So I'm trying, going forward, to be more open about it. I am more open about it. and just a bit slow with it. So I'll bottle everything up and then be in a really grumpy mood, mm-hmm. like, yesterday. And then, like, today, I'll just be like, and this is why.
1: That's good. It's rational, isn't it? It's,
2: yeah, that's me. I'm just rational. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Logical. <laughs> rational wonderful Um, you know I think I think I've decided what mine would be to benefit my emotional well being I will stop lying to myself when I feel unhappy or if I'm not okay with something I will say that I'm not okay because I personally think that I am a people pleaser I try way too hard to make everyone happy saying no is the best thing ever knowing your limit and then being able to sit there and go No. Because that's the thing, you can say no, but you can always change your mind in the future, Mm -hmm. can't you? I can say no, I've got, like, too much to do, or it's stressing me out, it's making me unhappy. But then I can always say a day or two later, yeah, you know what, bring it to me. It's fine, I'm ready to deal with it now. And I think that's what I need, is to be able to be honest with myself and with others about my emotions, and take the time to actually process them and deal with them and then when I'm ready if I want to change anything I can I feel like this has been a really good um, podcast I feel a little bit like I've been to therapy
2: yeah it does feel a bit like should I pay myself? you could pay me (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay
2: then. Um, all right. Okay, so that's the end of our podcast for today, um, all on feelings. Next episode uh, on Monday is going to be about childhood and growing up. So we want to we want to hear from you guys. So your childhood, how you grew up. The good, the bad, the ugly. All of it. We wanna hear from you guys now. So we've had a few episodes, we've had a phenomenal response from people. The feedback has
1: been great. Yeah. Um, but we wanna hear from you. So and we wanna get you involved in the podcast. So you can get in touch with us through Facebook. We're gonna set up an Instagram, um, and probably just a general email address as well that people can send messages.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, and we'll go through it um, each time we do the podcast. See what we've got to work with, and if there's anything we can bring into it, we will do. Uh, we won't name names if you don't want us to. It can all be say completely you anonymous. Be anonymous.
1: And we will see you a ghost or an anonymous human. I can't say anonymous. Anonymous. Anonyme. Anonymous. Anonyme. Anonyme. Finding Nemo. Anonyme.
2: <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> um, so we need your stories. We want to hear from you. So.
1: everyone in our weird wonderland
2: things are going to start changing soon we're going to, as Josh just said we're going to get an Instagram sorted we're also going to try and get this podcast into other medias uh, rather than just Soundcloud and iTunes which it is at the moment Um, so we're going to see what we can do about that but thank you guys so much for all your feedback, it's been amazing. We
1: are really 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 grateful and we hope you enjoyed this episode and We hope that you're looking forward to the ones that are soon to come. Well, I am. I am too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Chris out. Bye. Bye.